The App Guide podcast is brought to you by GummyCube. GummyCube is trusted by thousands of growth marketers and developers. Launch your campaign today, your App Store optimization campaign, by going to gummycube.com. That's G U M M I C U B E.com, gummycube.com, and make sure that you mention my name, Paul Kemp, and I'm sure they'll do a good deal for you. They are the best App Store optimization on the market. NewMob. N-E-U-M-O-B. Numob have created a solution to speed your mobile apps by two to 10 times simply by integrating their two-line SDK. Go and check out more. It's newmob.com, N-E-U-M-O-B.com. My name is Ayelet Knopf. I am the founder and co-CEO of Blonde2O, and you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the app guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the app guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host. Uh, this is Paul Kemp. So this is the show that I, where I help app entrepreneurs, app founders, even if you're in a corporate job and you're looking to feel and understand what's going on in the startup world, this is the show for you. So I've got a great founder on. He's very, very busy. He's got a ton of stuff to his name. We're going to learn a huge amount uh, about growth hacking and all sorts of other things. Let me introduce uh, Vincent Dignan. He is the founder of planetavid.com, screenrobot.com. All these links will be in the show notes. It's episode 461. His uh, latest company, it beat 1,500 companies, startups to become uh, a tech stars in London. Uh, it's magnific. And he's also hosted an event, secretsourceconference.com, secretsourceconference.com. And he's got a book coming out, if that's not enough, Growth Hacking in Real Time. Actually, no, Growth Hacking Playbook. And also he did a talk, Growth Hacking in Real Time, which was voted the best. It's tons, tons to you, Vincent. Mm. Welcome to the App Guy podcast. Uh, I've been staring at your website. It's like it gives the impression of traveling to outer space. And then there are 12 social networks so you can explore inner space. That's quite unique. <laughs> I love it. Not as <laughs> unique as you, though. Not as unique as you. So let's talk about Growth Hacking. Um, we have App entrepreneurs listening to this right now who yeah. would love to know how to growth hack their apps, their personal branding. Where where should we start? Do you want to give us some tips on growth hacking? Yeah. So I am releasing a book on growth hacking. You can find it at secretsourcenow.com. It's coming out on Kickstarter. But to jump right into app entrepreneurs, Okay, so you're either pre-launch or post-launch. So pre-launch, you need to get good at net promoter score. So that is the number of people who would recommend your app to other people. So zero to six is is kind of bad. Uh, seven to eight is neutral. Nine to 10 is positive. You want to have as many nine to tens as possible before you actually launch. Once you launch, use Store Maven to A-B test different copy in the App Store. You should get as many friends and family to give you App Store reviews as soon as possible. I could go for ages. Um, yeah, <laughs> where where shall I start? I, I mean, uh, so growth hacking is a kind of mentality. Basically, growth hacking is the reason LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and so on can grow absolutely massive without doing any traditional advertising. And everyone claims growth is organic. It is always a complete lie. There are always hacks. All big networks have been built off the backs of spam. And I help you tip the scales back in your favor. 
So let's talk about, I just did a launch last week. I'm doing a launch tomorrow as we speak. Uh-huh. So I'm going to be very selfish and talk about my launches. <laughs> so yep. let's talk then about this net promoter score. Uh-huh. How can I get those nine to tens before launching? So it's generally a absolute delight in the first week. Are you launching a product or is it like a webinar or a book? It's a product. An online, well, it's actually an online product. So the reason I I talk about Net Promoter Score is when people come to my talks, I go through uh, every app you could possibly use to do sales and so on. So I talk about things like Charlie App, put in anyone's email address, you can find all the public information about them on the internet, how to scale up Twitter, how to scale up Instagram. So I can talk about that a lot in this call and so on. But before that, you have to have a product that's good or it won't matter how much traffic you pour into that funnel. So that's why I talk about Net Promoter Score. Before you go and do these growth hacks it doesn't matter how much traffic you'll get if the not clear what you do if the onboarding experience sucks uh, if people can't invite their friends easily and so on so so net promoter score is uh, one part of it is what percentage of people would be very disappointed if your product went away like if 40 percent or above says that then that's the time to scale up for instance Right. Okay. That that's uh, maybe I should um, uh, talk about getting rid of this podcast and see how many I can retain. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, but bear in mind, you have to get the product out there. You, you can't ask for a net promoter score and something that isn't out there. So the product still has to go out the door. Yeah. So we're talking. Are we talking about uh, the? Uh, beta uh, audience or beta testers at this stage? Yeah, and specifically because you said app users, you know, NPS isn't something I'd use if someone's building a blog. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or, or wants to be a good public speaker. Like lots and lots of different people from everything from e-commerce to government, politics, software as a service, come and see me talk. So I try and throw out something that everyone can use. Specifically with apps, um, yeah, Net Promoter Score uh, and software is critical. Regarding a general launch, as a general rule of thumb, the best book you can read is Jeff Walker's Product Launch Formula. I presume you've read that. You know, I have. And in fact, I was such a big fan of Jeff Walker when he first launched that, that I tried to emulate his product uh, with complete failure <laughs> but ah, uh, yes. I, I i've met so many people that have made great money from mm. that yeah I, I i found it very recently i was at an internet marketing party at south by southwest i mean those three words just sound horrible internet marketing party but uh, yeah, the room was filled with uh, <laughs> people who did that and someone there turned me on to jeff walker yeah and i'm kind of following it right now it's yeah, he invented drip email strategy that everyone else uses. So it's really powerful and really simplified. The trick is to buy the book off Amazon for 10 bucks. It has all the same stuff the video course has, basically, which is $2,000 or whatever. Yes. So let's assume then that we have a very good net promoter school. Mm-hmm. We're going for a launch. And what would you advise in the build-up to the launch and then you know, during the sure. launch? Sure. So... What you want to do is, I'm a big fan of community and social media because you're in control of those things. Obviously, the best thing for a launch is PR. When most products can't get PR, don't deserve PR. So if you rely on PR, you've, you know, the, the company's in the toilet straight away. So I am a big fan of community and social media. So have everything point to a viral queue if possible. So a viral queue is 
rather than your landing page just being an email and a thank you, we'll let you know when we launch, they get put in a queue and they get to use the product earlier if they invite people to the queue and like your Facebook page and follow on Twitter. So I'm using Q-A-T, Q-U-E-U-E-A-T.com. That's kind of limited to like a few people who kind of know the founder and massive agencies right now. But there's also Matra app. Dot co and that has a viral queuing system as well like those two are, are real good so what you would do is everyone who signs up who's into what you're doing you can give them special bonuses such as if you're launching a book like consultancy if they're in the top three or free webinars or free for lifetime uh, like free use for life if they share it with enough people and so on so in general marketing, the real trick is to get other people to do the work for you. It's really hard to get 100 people to sign up for anything. So if they all invite five friends, that makes it a hell of a lot easier to continue that viral flow. So the first step is send everyone to a viral queue page where you can email them to bring them back to the site and get them to invite their friends. Right. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I'm actually using Matra app for the Slack group that I've built and uh, that's an excellent choice i know that they're doing actually quite well aren't they with their own wait list for the product yeah it's ridiculous yeah tens of thousands of people waiting on it in terms of getting the traffic generally speaking like the answer is of course it depends on what you're doing but because i got asked so much on my last speaking tour of america the answer is if you have no money uh, the three things you can do to build hype are Twitter, Facebook groups, and public speaking. So Twitter, in that if you spin up 10 accounts, you can reach out to 10 times as many people through following or tweeting at. Use audience, A-U-D-I-E-N-S-E, to find those people. So if you're targeting developers, you would just type in the word developer on audience, and it would bring up like 400,000 developers on Twitter. Filter by those who have tweeted in the last three months to get rid of most of the bots and inactive users. And then, you know, reach out to those people, follow those people, favorite their tweets, however you want to do it, to let them know about what you're doing on Twitter. In terms of Facebook groups, whatever you're niche this is uk right i can say niche it is i keep doing american podcasts is niche yeah so whatever your niche is there's lots and lots of facebook groups on it so go and find those facebook groups now when you search on facebook you won't see all of the facebook groups you'll see based on your ip and who you're friends with so what you need to do is once you find groups they should have over 700 people in them uh, or they're normally too small look at the admins of those groups and they tend to be mods of many different groups so then you click on their personal profiles and you find other groups so it's not that hard to do so for whatever niche you have there's loads and loads of groups and then every time you have a piece of content you want to spray that to those 25 to 35 groups so in my book as an example i've put if you're aiming at startups, um, I have found all the links for groups. So you could immediately have access to over 300,000 people. So I've got lots and lots of groups of like 10,000 members in, in the niche of startups, as an example, because whether it's fashion or commerce, I like a, a friend of mine is doing, if you work at Starbucks and McDonald's and you want to swap your shifts with people, and they have got into loads of Facebook groups, and they're really getting a lot of traction from that. So whatever your niche is, there's loads of Facebook groups for it. So I would go out and find those as the second part of your strategy. Finally, public speaking. So public speaking is so incredible when you compare it to networking, which is a complete waste of time. It doesn't matter how good the room is when you're networking. It's normally like 
one hour before the people start speaking. And then how many people can you speak to in that hour? 10 at six minutes each, if you're lucky. I've been in like St. James's Palace with the royal family and the richest people in the country. It doesn't really matter. Like, I couldn't get to that many conversations to really hype things up. So public speaking, the whole room has to listen to you. So when you have something to say that's interesting, people come to you after the talk. Uh, you do cool hacks like put your Twitter handle on every slide so people are tweeting you throughout the talk. You say, if you want my slides, give me your email. So you then harvest all those emails. And it's real easy to have a good public talk. It's just something like uh, the three problems in our industry, 10 things you're doing wrong with email or whatever your problem is. Uh, and in order to get that started, go on Meetup and Eventbrite, write two paragraphs. Hey, I love your Meetup group. Uh, I've prepared a special talk on how to fix email. I've got a massive email that I can invite. Just say that. They never check. Can I come and talk at your group? And then copy and paste that into all of the Meetup and Eventbrite groups around your niche that are active. And about 25% will say yes and book you. And then when you give talks, like incredible things happen. You get invited to do amazing things. All of the good stuff I'm talk I, I, that I do is all thanks to public speaking in the last year. And then once you do that, you'll start to do conferences and so on, and you can start to reach out through that. So like those are the three things to launch pretty much any product. Public speaking is the best if you have a small number of clients who pay you a lot of money. So I run a marketing and growth hacking agency, Magnific, um, and that's the only lead gen we do. We don't write any content. We don't do any social media. We don't do any SEO. I just give talks and people ask to work with us. Well, that is great. And actually with public speaking, I know that we have recently talked on this show about the benefits of having a book. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, I'm in partnership with um, a company where, which can write you a book within uh, five months for, for 12 hours of interviews. And uh, how important is it, do you think, now that you've got a book coming out, to, to have the credibility of being an author? Uh, yeah, people have been saying that to me for a while, honestly, until... My co-author, Austin Allred, said to me, let's write a book on growth hacking. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I, I never really thought of it. But, um, yeah, it's 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 massive for credibility because should people be like, should we hire this guy? Oh, yeah, he literally wrote the book on the topic. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's real important. Like anything, though, it, it, it alone won't save you. You need to have incredible value across things that can help other people. And of course, you don't have to write an amazing book, which, you, you know, if you think of the startups tech niche, there's not very many good books. There's the hard thing about hard things, zero to one, lean startup. You really start to struggle after that. And you think a lot of people are writing those books and then peripheral books like the 48 Laws of Power, How to Win Friends and Influence People, you know, they've been around a long time. So, yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's hard to write great books. So I'm fortunate enough to have an absolutely amazing app store optimization company called GummyCube who sponsor this show. And they collect uh, data from the mobile app stores, Google Play and, and the Apple App Store. And that data then allows you to be more effective when optimizing your apps for those app stores. Now, GummyCube deal with brands and indie developers and product managers. And what GummyCube are able to do is find those long-tailed keywords that rank. You see, App Store optimization, it used to be, and I'm, I'm sure you're probably still doing this right now, where you go 
uh, back and forth and, and check things like Google search. And, and then you get the long tail keywords uh, from web search. And that is the wrong thing to do. Uh, you don't really want any data that's being scraped from the web. What you want is data that is actually from the app stores, because we know that the way you behave in app stores is different to on the web and searching on the web. And so this is why you need Gummy Cube to get access to their algorithms and their data cube and to really be efficient with app store optimization. So I highly recommend going and checking them out. It's www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com. And thank you very much to Gummy Cube for being such a great company and supporting this show. NewMob is the leader in app acceleration for a mobile-first world. The NewMob Accelerator SDK speeds up load times, reliability, and performance of mobile apps anywhere in the world, helping app developers keep their hard-won users and drive maximum revenues. The company's innovative mobile-first infrastructure and global presence combine to accelerate mobile app performance by two to ten times, whether the app users are hyper-local in one city or located around the world. Developers simply install two lines of code into their app and instantly gain access to NewMob's world-class global app acceleration network. For businesses that need to deliver mobile apps to their users faster, more reliable, and more securely to any targeted mobile audience or any network, NewMob is the answer. Better still, startup app developers can speed up their apps for free by signing up at newmob.com. So that's N-E-U-M-O-B.com, newmob.com. And thanks very much to NewMob for sponsoring the show. So there's two more things, Vincent, we do before we say goodbye. You know, I'm going to switch slightly and do what probably not many people do to you, which is I want to find out about you with, you know, people can read your book when it comes out, they can look at your content for the growth hacking tips. But what's it like to live your lifestyle? Mm -hmm. You know, you are, you know, living a, a, I would say an adventurous lifestyle, traveling across America, going to Vegas, keynote speaking. And would you recommend it to anyone who's listening in a, a corporate role? Yeah, oh, I mean, absolutely. Like right now on this call, I'm trying not to think that I haven't even started packing and I'm going to Canada tomorrow. So I was speaking <laughs> in Vancouver, then I'm doing one of the main talks at a conference in Victoria, social media camp, and then I do a month speaking of America. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I come back from America, I have three big talks in London and I'm trying to book one in Romania. Yeah, I, it's, it's really great. I, and I mean... I really think British people should be looking to America as like a way to make money as long as you don't have to physically be there like a camera person. So if you're doing any sort of services agency, so SEO, consulting, marketing and so on, like why you wouldn't want to go out to America, impress people with public speaking and then, you know, sign them up as clients. That's it, it just baffles me really because it's such a massive market. I think I make like 80% or more of my revenue from agencies from American clients. It's a massive, massive chunk. So yeah, it's it's really, really fun as well. Yeah, you're actually fulfilling your needs of travel, adventure, self-expression, fun, excitement. Yeah, and it's it's a real break from just being in London. It's like people were asking me on the last trip, how much is this trip costing you? And then I'd say, look, I, I'm not really counting. <laughs> and people would be shocked. <laughs> I, I don't really know, to be honest. I come out here, then maybe I get some clients, maybe I don't, you know. I, you know, I just really enjoy it. You know, I was at South by Southwest again this year. 
I mean, there's almost little more fun you could have in life if you're in the tech industry than go to South by Southwest and hang out with Robert Scoble and Mike Butcher and go partying and watch bands. It's incredible. <laughs> Sounds great. And uh, I mean, how did you fall into this? Because you don't, like as a kid, think, right, I, when I grow up, I want to be a growth hacker. Um, so you must have fallen into this. How did you actually you know, decide upon your path? Sure. So I think what I actually am is a writer and that has gone through everything I've done. So like during university, I started doing music journalism. And then of course I started Planet Ivy, an online magazine, and I was managing other writers. Then I did Screen Robot, got that to over a million visitors a month. Then I launched a growth hacking agency and marketing is all about copy. So it was more about like social media copy, content marketing copy. Now I do public speaking, so I write my talks there. So I think writing is the thing that's come across all of them. I was on welfare benefits three years ago, right up until the stage I was given a check for a quarter million dollars to scale up Planet Ivy. So like everything you're talking of has happened in the last three years. Like exactly three years ago, I collected my last welfare check and came off welfare because I was given the check for investment. So I think what's amazing about the internet is these things can happen so fast, like reinvention of yourself. The internet is a wild west. There's absolutely massive opportunity for anyone to take on and start their own business. It's like the sort of things Gary Vaynerchuk goes on about a lot. But it's really true. Like a lot can change really fast because technology means less humans. I've noticed humans cause problems. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. But with technology, it just scales out, you know. You know, I am going to reach 15,000 people today on Twitter uh, and every day now that I'm on a hype for my book, my Kickstarter. Like, you just couldn't do that in real life. But now I'm just sitting here with a couple of laptops and two members of staff and it's happening. It's amazing. And that's why I do this show, to meet people like you. I mean, how inspiring that you collected your last welfare check your, your, oh, yeah. um, and, and, then, and then this this huge growth i mean you grow basically you've growth hacked yourself yeah uh, yeah absolutely and the investment in yourself the returns are insane really and every year they compound like every year i put you know these are the top 25 things that happened to me this year and every year they get more ridiculous you know prince andrew asking me to help out some of his startups for pitch at palace me trying to give Princess Beatrice my business card and her not emailing me. You know, <laughs> Fergie said she liked my shoes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's so strange that these things happen. But yeah, there's, I was on a cover of a magazine, a print magazine for the first time, Disrupts magazine in February. Yeah, like these things just add up over and over each other. Yeah, and generally I work from home, you know. I drink hot water and honey with ginger in it. Uh, I pet my cat. You know, it's it's real chilled, my life. Well, I, I know that there's a lot of struggling app entrepreneurs listening to this now. Yeah. You know, they're having their own challenges. And to hear you and your success story is just so inspiring. And uh, I certainly uh, have been inspired. Uh, now, there will be uh, connections, links to you cool. uh, yeah. at uh, co episode 461. But in the meantime, Vincent, how best can people connect with you? What's the best way of getting in touch? Add me on Facebook. Vincent Dignan is the best way. Like my, my Twitter is just mayhem. I, I get interactions all day long. I get messages all day long. It's, it's 
very hard to keep up with, but Facebook, everything will be seen and replied to. Yeah, so that's that's really what I'm doing. My Kickstarter secret source has lots of different packages on it. If you like, if you want me to consult with you, it's cheaper on my Kickstarter than my normal prices because I'm trying to hype that up. But yeah, Facebook is the way to get hold of me. Pretty much accept everyone. So a lot of the sex spam bots have been adding me. Because I give a talk and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I have no mutual friends with everyone because I go out to like Dallas or Houston and give a talk. But then because I accept everyone, I think I accepted some spam bots. And now I have to be a bit careful if they look too good to be true. Uh, well, actually, um, you know, it's interesting. You, you're one of the few guests that hand out a Facebook, you know, to, to connect, connect with you on Facebook. And so uh, I think it reminds us how important that platform is. Uh, Vincent, this has been great. I, I could honestly chat with you for ages, but you've got a flight to catch. Yeah. You've got to go to one of my favorite countries as, as, and certainly cities in the uh-huh. world. Um, but uh, all the best with what's going on. And I look forward to uh, watching your progress and see what happens next year. Yeah, let's keep in touch. Okay, bye for now. Ciao. Remember to go and check out www.gummycube.com. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E.com, who are the world's best app store optimization company. And I highly recommend using them to improve the optimization of your apps and help them get discovered in the app store and use their algorithms and their data cube from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. So www.gummycube.com. And thanks to Gummycube for being such a great supporter of this show. Thanks to our sponsor, Newmob, who provides app acceleration for the mobile-first world that we all live in. Startup app owners and developers are invited to accelerate their Android and iOS apps for free and see just how much better their apps load and perform using Newmob. Check it out at newmob.com. That's N-E-U-M-O-B.com.